2: But I think it would be nice to take the pressure off of you, especially with the change in job, right? Because that's a change—that's a change in income, and hopefully, you net out being around the same. But I do think that, like, better to suck it up and be uncomfortable for a year with roommates than be uncomfortable financially. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. Hello and welcome to Financials Podcast Future It. I am your host, Barbara Ginty, and I'm also a CFP, which is a certified financial planner. And I am here today doing a follow-up, which we don't do often, but I love to do them, uh, with my former guest or current guest now, Judy. And you have made a lot of progress since you came on the show. Yeah. Hi. (laughs) Welcome back.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me again.
2: Yeah, of course. So, Maybe just a quick update for our listeners, because we have a lot of new listeners. How old you are, where you live, and what we're going to talk about today.
1: Okay. So I am 38 years old. I live in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. And what are we going to talk about today? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So so two years ago, I decided to start looking for a house to buy, and I really wanted to make that happen. So I came to you and I had the conversation and you advised me to really buckle up and just not spend anything. And so I followed, you know, I follow all your advices and yeah, so here I am about to buy the house.
2: <laughs> yeah, so exciting. We talked about it. It's crazy when you talk about doing something like buying a house and then you fast forward and then you're in the thick of it. It is crazy. I can't believe it. Also, and buying in New York City is a lot.
1: yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. The only reason why I was able to do that is because I went through FHA, Mm -hmm. so I'm going through the FHA, but I did a lot of research on that because otherwise, you know, it's it's too expensive, but that allowed me to really make this dream come true.
2: Yes, because the FHA loan has a lower down payment requirement. Exactly. 3.5 instead of 20. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Should we talk about the spreadsheet? Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm looking at an intense spreadsheet. Um, So I'm on with multiple tabs. Um, So I am on the 2023-2024 tab. So just walk me through. So, okay.
1: So I was at the bottom. Let me go back
2: to the top here.
1: Yeah. Those were like my numbers throughout the years, throughout this year that I've been just like updating, updating to see, you know, what were my house options, the cost, mm-hmm. what that would look like. And then finally, I settled, I think, on option eight, <laughs> which I had like all the way from option A to, you know, all the uh, possible house options. And then on the very top is how much I currently have like everything, like savings. And
2: so when we're looking
1: at the, ch- the Chase, the
2: city, city CDs, uh, so crypto, stocks, okay, so that's everything. Add it up. That's all your cash, right? In column B? Correct.
1: Okay. So we have 65000 saved up. And then... Those have, are... Yeah. Okay. Oh, go ahead. The next ones are the ones that um, I didn't receive yet. Uh, oh, down. Project it. Yeah. Okay. So you project by the... And it's by
2: the end of this year, 92000 Is that right? Yes. Correct. Okay. And a, a big chunk of that is coming from your bonus at work. Exactly. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and they pay your bonus at end of year, or do they pay? Do you get paid it in January?
1: So that's so get it, one like of the last paychecks. Yeah, it's going to be beginning of January.
2: Perfect. Okay, so that that's a big chunk of uh, money. So that's twenty one thousand four fifty. Um, so that'll bring your cash up to ninety two thousand three eighty three. Okay, and then okay, option H is that the one we want to look at, the one right below this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Okay, so the house price is eight hundred thousand.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, down payment and closing costs are fifty six thousand. Sorry, this is gonna this is gonna change because my uh, lender just said it's gonna be around seventy. Okay, that was gonna be my first question. My first yeah. question was gonna be the
2: closing costs look very low.
1: Yeah, because it's gonna be three point five, which is twenty thousand plus about forty for um,
2: closing costs. Closing. Yeah, and closing costs are really expensive. I think that closing costs usually shock people that people aren't do not plan well for the closing costs. Yeah, um, because they're so high. Because you're escrowing, basically, you're prepaying your ta- you're putting your taxes aside in advance. So, all right. So, down payment we think and closing costs are going to amount to seventy thousand, and then the mortgage it comes to, and the mortgage comes to six thousand. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is that your that's your principal interest and the taxes. That's your yeah. total pay, payment.
1: Okay. Yeah, it, come, it came down to like five five eight hundred or something. So I just rounded to six. Rounded it at six thousand. Okay. 6, um,
2: and what's your interest rate? Do you know?
1: Uh, it's going to be, I think, six point three.
2: And then we're anticipating. So, how
1: many units are in this? Maybe we should do that just so the listeners understand. Okay. So it's a two family house. Okay. Um, So one unit for sure, I'm going to rent it out. And then I, if I need more money, then I will rent because there are four bedrooms on the top floor and then the bottom one is just a studio. So I might just have roommates for the first year, you know, and rent like some one room or two rooms.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great idea. You don't have to have roommates forever, but while it's in the while you are in the beginning of it, that would make sense
1: until I get you know more stable.
2: Yeah, more stable. Okay, so I haven't. I just want to have another quick look at this. Okay, so the mortgage. So you are the amount. So you are putting twenty eight thousand down, right? So the amount that you are taking out, your loan amount is seven hundred and seventy two thousand, correct? Yeah.
1: Okay,
2: so twenty eight thousand. Okay. And then your interest rate is 6.3. That's a good interest rate. Okay. And it is a 30-year? Yeah. Okay, perfect. And 30, you did 30-year fixed.
1: Yeah, correct. Okay. I don't know. I heard of the other one. What is the other kind that is not fixed? It's variable? hmm Is it? What do you think of it?
2: Well, okay. So... They are saying there are going to be rate cuts next year. So rates could go down. I don't think they're going to go down significantly,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but they can also go up, right? So if you think about historical mortgages, the historical 30-year fixed mortgage is actually somewhere around 7-ish percent. So you're a bit below the, 30, the 30-year fixed average. So uh, if I were you, I would lock it in and then I would monitor the rates. And if it goes down and if somehow it got down to like, Four and a half, or something, or five, then you could consider just refinancing into another fix. I don't love variable, especially because we're going to go through these expenses
1: mm-hmm.
2: because you can't really afford for it to go up,
1: oh, yeah.
2: right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would look at it from like that. What's your worst case scenario? Your worst case scenario is getting a variable and it resets higher, and then it, the numbers are all wrong. At okay. least with the fix, you know exactly what it's going to be. And if you see that the rate's going to be lower, you could always refinance lower, like for instance. I took my mortgage out, and I think I did four percent in 2019, and I refinanced at the end of 19. So basically, like it was like end of November, okay. and then I refinanced basically two years later, 24 months later. I refinanced to two and a half because oh, it nice. was okay. a night. But I only did I just do fixed. So I just think in your situation, we have a, we're gonna have a lot of expenses. It'd be nice to know that this is a definitive number. And if you see the mortgages go down, I would keep an eye on it. You can always refinance it. There is a cost associated with it, but you can shop for that. So I, w- I would do the fix, especially because we're lower than the, the average historical for a 30-year fixed mortgage at this point in time. Okay. And then the other thing is you're going to go part-time in your job, right? Because I'm Okay, so our expenses are, so you, you have the mortgage payment, which is going to be your principal and interest and, ins- and your taxes. And then what about your insurance? Have you got a quote for the insurance? Yeah, that's
1: also included in the number. It's 2400 Okay, so that's 2400.
2: It's twenty okay, twenty four hundred. Um, what are the taxes overall on the property for the year?
1: Mm, I can't remember, but my lender sent it to me. Okay. But I know that this number is all it's all in already because we did it together. Yeah, I would
2: just think it would be high. That's why I'm curious. That's right. I think I was thinking the monthly might be higher.
1: Oh, okay. Uh base loan, mortgage, FHA, funding fees, thirteen thousand. Property taxes. $1,985. A month? No, monthly is $165.
2: Your total taxes for the year for the for a set for, for an eight hundred thousand dollar property are say that are one thousand it's like two thousand. Just just
1: rent it out because it's nineteen eighty-five. That feels wrong. Yeah, he said it's really low. He said it's like really low. What was that base?
2: Yeah, so was that based on a prior sale of the property? Okay, so here's my issue with that. I'm sitting in a 2,000 square foot unit or er, building in upstate New York, and my property taxes here are 12000 a year.
0: Oh. And
1: I bought it for, for
0: $200,000. Wow.
1: Okay, so I will ask him. That... Yeah, what
2: is that based off of? Because, okay, because I just think that, I think the carrying costs are a little low. I was just trying to run the math on the mortgage amount and then the taxes. And then I just want to make sure all your numbers are right because we don't want to, right? Yeah. You don't want any surprises. So um, the monthly payment, just your principal, if, if your loan amount is seven hundred seventy-two thousand dollars on a thirty-year fix for an interest rate of six point three, which I'm, that I'm happy with that number, mm-hmm. that comes out to be four thousand seven hundred seventy-eight dollars. Right? That's not including insurance, taxes, any of that. Mm-hmm. So then your homeowners is twenty-four hundred, or so your insurance, right? So that's divided by twelve. So that's another two hundred. Okay, so we'll just round up and say that's five thousand. So then your taxes are $1,000 a year, that's still $12,000 a year on a property that's $800,000,
1: it still feels really low. Mm. Yeah. I'm reading off his um, document that he sent me. With okay. Document. Yeah. But I will... So gener- generally,
2: the property, the taxes are based on the sale price. hmm So you're going to record a sale price of
1: $800,000. And what is the usually percentage?
2: It depends. So like for instance, here in King in Kingston, New York, where I am, the percentage is quite high, right? Because I'm paying twelve thousand dollars on a property that I spent two hundred thousand dollars on. And then I have a property in Utah and so it's like six percent of property value, right? And in Utah it's like one percent of property value. So I have a property that I bought for about six hundred thousand and the taxes on that are like five thousand dollars. But you're you're in Brooklyn, so I would think Brooklyn. We can probably Google it. Let's see. But I would I would think that your taxes would be like, yeah, I, I actually know, I think have. They be higher.
1: Me, I actually have the taxes here, the NYC Department okay. of Finance Bill of Summary,
0: okay, um,
1: and it does say tax class one ho- small home family less than four families prior year tax rate twenty point three percent. Estimate market value eight eight five, um, because okay. that's what it was based on current tax tax rate twenty percent point twenty point zero eight five zero. And then they have an exemption of senior citizen homeowner that mm-hmm. is forty nine. It's like five thousand.
2: But but you won't qualify for that.
1: No no, and he told me so. He said that it's going to be more. Did he give you an estimate of what? They- what more is? I can't remember now, but I know that everything together ends up being six thousand.
2: Okay, and that's assuming that when when the sale goes through, that's what the
1: property tax will be. Yeah. Okay. I will consult consult with him again now that okay. in. But let's just run with this number and see.
2: Okay, we'll run with this number. I just want you to double check it just to okay. make that's like Googling. Great. Okay. Because you have property tax and then you have school tax too, right? I don't know about that. Okay. That's the next, ask them that question. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to look up if what, I would think you also have school tax. Like in Utah, I just pay one tax, but in New York, I have school tax and property tax, and that's mm-hmm. the combined number. Um, I'm also, this is commercially owned, so it's a little bit higher, but it's still pretty high uh, between both of the taxes. Mm. But you you. You have two, so I just don't know. I would assume you would also have two being in the state of New York, that you have school tax
0: Mm. and
2: you would have property tax. And the school tax in New York generally is higher than your property tax. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. New York state teachers are paid well. This is, (laughs) so that's where it comes from, the taxes. So ask if, ask if, what about school tax? Okay. But yes, okay, we'll go on that number, but I just, I do, I do want you to follow up and just verify. Okay. What the amount is because I think I think that is sometimes something that surprises people. The tax bill goes up when they once they sell. It takes like a year and then they get reassessed.
1: Okay, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, because if if they're showing you the historical taxes, that was based on the last purchase price, right? And they can assess it a little bit, but it gets assessed more. There's usually a bigger jump in value because when it sells. Okay, so we're gonna go with the number of six thousand, and then the rent uh, income. You're anticipating is going to be fourteen thousand.
1: Yeah, I calculated for seven months only because I'm, you know, envisioning doing some painting and like renovating. Yeah. Everything. Okay, there'll be some work, and then
2: your fixed expenses come in at forty-six thousand. So that's all, the mortgage, and then minus the rental income, you're going to be left with forty-six thousand in
1: fixed expenses, or what? No, the fixed expenses are actually how like all my expenses that are currently like outside of mortgage. Yeah. Okay. So you, your,
2: your life is 40,000, 46,800. Yeah. Outside of the mortgage. Yeah. Okay. 4,000 per month. Yeah. 4,000. Yeah. Okay. And then you have a buffer and that's just the leftover cash.
1: What's the buffer? The buffer is something that I would just like to be safe. So I put mm-hmm. a number yeah. there that I want to have. Okay. So I don't have that. that. That that's like a a pending estimate.
2: Okay. Okay. So then the total for eight
1: months I would need like a hundred thousand.
2: A hundred thousand for the year. Yeah. Okay. So we're maybe. So where are we coming up with that? So what is it? Where so the projected that you need is ninety eight thousand eight hundred. Yeah. And that's adding up. The mortgage for eleven months. That's subtracting out though what you think you might rent it for. Those are your fixed expenses. And then that's also including the buffer, right? Yeah. That it would need. Okay. That you would need.
1: so that's how much you need really for next year for twenty twenty four is a hundred thousand. Exactly. And then right. I'm going part time on my job and I think I will be making I I don't know, I didn't talk to my boss. I, I really pushed him to talk this week, but he didn't have time. But okay. I think it's gonna be around eighty five. You're gonna make. Yes. And then I can take, oh you know, because I'm part-time, I have more time to work on the house, but I can also take like additional 1099 jobs, freelance jobs to yep. compensate, you know? Yes. Okay. So part-time
2: you think you're going to make 85, but 85 is gross, right? Yes. And then the the other number we need is net. Mm, okay. Right. So we need 100,000 net, which is, you know, we have to then pay FICA, so Social Security, Medicare, federal, state, city.
1: So like everyone has their, 30%, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. else is, <laughs> we have to do that. Um, okay, so, wait, what, so I have a question. So you're going to go part-time in your job so that you have the time to flip, right?
1: Yeah.
2: To flip. How much do you make full-time now?
1: 130 is my base, and okay. I have a bonus, which is about 40. Okay, which is, do you make very good money? Yeah, but it's really slow at my job right now, and so it's almost like, I have to go (laughs) part-time, you know? Oh, because there's not enough? Yeah. So what my boss offered is that going part-time and doing like a lower base, but then increasing my commission so that I can kind of make up for it. And I'm hoping, I don't know how much he's going to say, but it seems like he says to even up. So I think it's on the best case scenario, it's going to end up being the same as I'm making right now, 130, but I'm looking at the worst case scenario. Scenario, okay. Okay.
2: I would like to thank our podcast partner, AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted a single solution to support my immune system as a busy entrepreneur. I drink AG1 first thing in the morning before I even have my coffee, and it makes me feel ready to take on my hectic day. This has been the best investment into my daily routine and my health with just one scoop in the morning. If you're looking for a simpler, effective investment for your health, try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash future rich. That's drinkag1.com forward slash future rich. Check it
0: out
2: and what do you do for work? Remind me.
1: I'm a, a photo producer and studio I manager. I,
2: yeah, I thought, okay. Okay, so your boss asked you to go part-time.
1: Yeah, kind of.
2: <laughs> kind of. You were like, hey, I'd like to go. Can you work with me? And because the other thing I was going to say, but it doesn't seem like this is the case, um, is like you could wait for them to like, if yeah. they were going to let you go, let you go. And then, But okay, so part-time at that salary, and then if you got commission on top of it and you could get if you could replicate kind of what you're doing in a different format, right? So instead of being higher base, lower bonus, you're going to be lower base. And then ideally you make that up in the commission. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a big carrying cost, right? So if your expenses are four and the mortgage is six, so it's 10,000 monthly you need. Yes. Right. To cover everything. So I do like the idea of taking roommates just maybe in the beginning.
1: Yeah. It takes
2: some pressure off.
1: My boyfriend is moving in with me too, and he's gonna pay me rent, so it's gonna be fifteen hundred from him. <laughs> I love that. I charge my husband rent. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, um, that's great. <laughs> fifteen month, fifteen hundred from him. That's why he's okay. paying for his room right now, and then probably another two thousand from um, the base apartment, the the ground apartment, and okay. then if I have to another thousand for one or two thousand for two rooms, two of the rooms.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. I think if I were in your shoes, this is a big endeavor, and I hope you don't have my lock, and I hope everything goes swimmingly, and that you don't get in there, and then you're like, I have to replace a cast iron pipe for some ungodly amount of money because nobody has working toilets. Because how many toilets are in there? Two. The whole and the whole property. Two. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's better. But I think it would be nice to take the pressure off of you, especially with the change in job, right? Because that's a change that's a change in income, and hopefully you net out being around the same. But I do think that like better to suck it up and be uncomfortable for a year with roommates than be uncomfortable financially.
1: Oh, absolutely,
2: yeah, yeah. And then ultimately, the goal would be, I'm thinking, right, is that then this is
1: another income stream for you as you start to. Or yeah, tell tell me what your plan is. What's your plan? So my plan is actually I can't leave my job right now, but I would love to move upstate. And so upstate New York and just have like a calmer life. Do you want to be in Kingston with me? (laughs) You
2: can go get coffee.
1: Exactly. Um, So my goal is that, and I feel like in order to do that, I would need to, you know, have my first house here, flip and then buy something upstate. And so that gives me like, I'm thinking of flipping in three years. So, and then another portion of that is that this house was for sale at $8.99. It was for 900000 And then, but there's a lot of, like, it's scary, the amount of things that are inside. So it looks very overwhelming. Like, the carpet is red, <laughs> you know, the carpet oh, is like, purple. Like the 70s, yeah. Exactly. And so I looked at it, and I was like, hmm, $899, but I don't know if people will want to get it, you know? So mm-hmm. I told her, I told the, the agent, I said, I have eight hundred. I have a pre-approval for 800. And he said, no, she's never going to lower that. And they're like, okay, if she does, come back to me. And then a month and a half passed. And then he called me and he said, okay, she's going to do yeah, it. She-, she wants to move into a little apartment and she wants to let go. And, you know. She's older. She's older. And he said. Yeah, she's trying to downsize. Yeah. And so he said, I'm sure this house is going to appraise for 950 Higher. or a million. And I looked around that area and it's all very up and coming, you know, growing.
2: Okay. So then
1: your per in your perfect scenario is so yeah, get the roommates.
2: Let them flip this for you. Okay. Um yeah, who yes, yeah, so be like, thank you, take take my money, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, it's temporary. <laughs> roommates are temp- every like every sort of sacrifice in life. In my opinion, is tempor- temporary. And if it's going to help you leapfrog to where you want to be, like why not do that faster? And roommates help you do that faster. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you buy for eight hundred, and we're not going to have a lot of equity in it, right? So three and a half percent down, which is great, but it's it's the the you're right. The way to really get money out of this is for the for you to but- sell it. That's going to be, that's where you take away money. And so let the roommates pay the taxes and the mortgage because you're just looking for the, and give you the time, right? So that you can take out the red carpet. You can, you know, make it look perfect for a young person to buy. What is it like? An all white kitchen, wood floors. Yeah. No, no red carpet. And so then if you sell it for a million and yes, you want to be there for three years because remember, do you know about the primary residence capital? Gain exclusion rule. No, no. Oh, this is the whole reason you're doing it. You're doing it to take advantage of one of the biggest tax rates in our tax code.
1: Nice. This is why
2: you're do- Tell me more. <laughs> this is why you do this. Okay, so you do this because when you go to sell a house that is your primary residence, which this will be, you're going to mm-hmm. live in it exclusively. We're just going to fast forward. You're living in it for three years. When you go to sell, and the property appraises, we're just going to throw out one point one million. You bought it for eight hundred from the little old lady who was like, "I have to get out of here." Yeah. And you got it for cheaper because the rates went up and nobody it's harder to sell a house at that price, right? And you were waiting around being like, I'm happy to buy it from you, but only at this price, which was yeah. such a good such a good move. And now it appraises for 1.1. 1. 1. Oh, will you be married in three years? No, it's only going to be in your name. Okay. So we actually don't want it to go, okay, here. You want it to sell, sorry, I had to think through this. I love it. Um, you want it to sell for $1,050,000 it sells for $1,050,000. Your profit in it is $250,000 is your mm-hmm. profit. That meets the cap? primary residence capital gain exclusion for a single person. You don't pay any taxes on a gain of a primary residence sale. Uh, yeah. No tax. Zero. Yes. <laughs> I, I love your facial reaction because only somebody in New York City would be like, no taxes. I pay... I tip or pay taxes on every single experience. I wake up in the morning and I tip you. Then you pay (laughs) me and I pay taxes. And then I tip you and then I pay taxes all day until you go to bed. Yes, it's the the biggest loophole in the tax code, I think, one of them. And so when you sell this property for a profit of $250,000, there's no taxes on that.
1: (sighs) Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That's the best news. Yeah,
2: your lender didn't (laughs) tell you that, did they? No, of course not. Whoa, they skip over the good stuff. I mean, I also really want to make sure all the numbers
1: are right, more so than yeah, absolutely. The if, they're, yeah. if they're not, then I might have just reconsidered not buying. <laughs> then I'll have like a third follow-up with you. Yeah, then <laughs> let me know if the numbers are wrong.
2: If all the numbers work, I would 100% go the roommate. The reason why is because the numbers are all so close, right? Like, yes, because yeah. the, the job is changing. It's ex, This is expensive. But, man, if you can suck it up and have roommates for literally 36 months, 36 yeah. months, and then you go to sell this, and even so, if you have more gains, let's say you do sell it for one point one, and you're over, you only pay capital gains on the difference. The two fifty comes back to you with nothing, no tax.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. Now I so that's I think that's why I wanted to talk to you today. It's really because it's a scary move for me that mm-hmm. I I you know I did the monthly provision for like every month, and then it seems like by April I'm gonna be like twenty thousand negative, but I know it's a good investment. I know that in three years it's gonna pay off and it's gonna be, you know. Yeah, so that's why you just have to have the roommates. Okay. Okay. You just can't be too proud.
2: You can't yeah. be like, I, you know, I'm in my late thirties, I don't wanna have roommates. You you're doing this to sell this property for an appreciated value in three you're making a strategic decision to change your life, to try and get a gain of, we'll just say you conservatively, because you're saying that the realtor is now saying it's appraises at, it would appraise at 900 So there's already a $100,000 gain. You're going to yeah. try and double that. But you're going to have to make sacrifices to do it. And so I think having the roommates just to make sure it doesn't... Because the other thing is if it goes sideways and you end up not having enough money, that's going to destroy your financial life. Yes. Right? So it we're like in the middle. We want to make sure it goes positive, it doesn't go negative. And so I would definitely, I would like Be be like, I'm going to go back to my 20s. Every room is rented. Everyone pays me. And like whatever you have to do to make it like, I don't know, be like there's a mandatory cleaning person because I'm not going to clean up after all your roommates. It's like however you want to do it. But I definitely think I would take the pressure off of you financially in the interim because the goal is that you go to sell this as your primary residence and it has appreciated, right? Mm -hmm. Or also in three years, maybe you're back making the income that you're making. Right. There's a lot of things that can happen. Um, I just wouldn't count on the income Absolutely. of the commissions. I a roommate is like a definitive, you know, you're going to get the money, a commission. You don't know.
1: Yeah. Now, my other question for you is FHA seems like we can I, I only have to live in a house for the first year um, and then mm-hmm. I don't have to. So maybe can I rent the whole thing and just go living? I don't know. My Kingston? my, boyfriend, my boyfriend's house. Yeah, you <laughs> my could also go.
2: House. <laughs> you could, yeah. So you could also rent the whole thing. Okay, so but remember though, the primary residence to get that, you have to have, you have to to qualify for that. And this is where people make a mistake is they say, okay, "I'm going to yeah. rent it." You have to follow the rules to get that capital gain exclusion, which will be worth it to you as a New York City resident. Not paying okay. tax on two hundred fifty thousand is is worth it. And so, therefore, it has to be your primary residence for two of five years. Okay, got it. You so so just have cute. to stick it out for two. Okay. And yeah. then you have to, then then you want to sell it. You can do it every five years. So, and you want to always, you know, disclaimer of the podcast, you want to verify with your tax professional because that's a tax thing. Yeah. But yeah, you don't want to, you want to make sure if you are going to move out of there that you're still not, you don't want to disqualify yourself for the primary residence. Okay, cool. Okay. But yeah, no, I like it. Okay. So is there anything else I'm missing? So I want you to verify, I would like for you to verify- the taxes,
1: yeah, school taxes and property taxes.
2: Property taxes and school taxes, and and then ask them is what is the number they're giving you? Is it based on the the prior owner? Because the prior owner sounds like an old lady, and there's exemptions you get as old older people, like a star exemption or seeing. There's other exemptions you get that you're not going to qualify for, which would mm-hmm. have lowered her taxes. So you want to verify that, and then is there anything else I'm missing?
1: No, I think that's it. So, if you were according to your numbers, how much the taxes would be?
2: I I don't know what the taxes are in Brooklyn. I actually. Oh,
1: uh, okay.
2: Should just to go through it one more time, what are you going to be deposit down payment? What are you going to be bringing in monthly with your new role at work with the
1: the part time? So let's say around I think like about uh, dollars to twelve. That's seven thousand times. I would say 35% for taxes and everything. Yeah. Minus, yeah,
2: 4,500
1: a month. Yeah.
2: Okay. And then, yeah, just so, and so we're going to be negative. So 4,500 a month and then, see, and then your boyfriend's going to pay you 1,500, right? Yeah.
1: And then another room, 2,000. Yeah.
2: Rent one, rent. Yeah. You would definitely have to have the rent because you're, you're, hopefully, hopefully your income's higher, but. And because you know why, there I was like, "How did you get approved for this?" They approved you based on your prior income. They don't know you're going. Yes, a time.
1: and that's yeah. crazy because I had yes, a, month, is, a month, a yes. month to make this work out. And I, my boyfriend was like, "Why are you doing? Why are you rushing so much?" And I said, "Because and if your income changes, really good deal. I know I can make money on this, and I only have a month before my work goes. I'm also like considering telling my boss, like, can you just hold off on my salary mm-hmm. for January?" And then mm-hmm. I can move back. I don't know. It doesn't matter. As if like I'm still making the same. You know. Yeah, and he
2: could just reduce you. He could just reduce you from the po- that point on. Yeah, and average it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I was
1: just
2: because I was like, wait, they approved you for a mortgage that you actually cannot cover. No. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, you have to rent the rooms. You need. You're going to be like the queen bee of this place, but you are going to rent them. You have. You have to because you have no way to eat. Otherwise, no, I cannot. Yeah. Yeah, you cannot. Yeah, you have to rent it. Hey, look, I'm all about taking gambles. I've taken gambles and they've paid off for me. In the midst of taking a gamble, it's usually miserable. I don't know anyone who's like, so I'm completely broke and I'm having the best time of my life. You just have to keep your eye on the end game, which is you have done your research. It's a popular neighborhood up and coming. You know that if, with some love and as you renovate it, that you could sell it for more and that's where you're gonna make your money. You're not gonna make it yeah um you're not gonna make it on the rent. You're gonna make it if you go to sell this and you you profit ideally two hundred and fifty thousand dollars with no taxes. That's a big change to your net worth.
1: Yeah. Um so you don't think that's totally crazy, right?
2: <laughs> I mean I think it's kind of, I, I mean the, the bank would be like, if you were like, so income's 4500 4,500, I'd like a mortgage for 6,000. They'd be like, yeah, no, we don't work like that. We did that. We did that for a little bit during the subprime mortgage crisis. It didn't work out well for us. They made movies about us giving people mortgages they couldn't afford. Uh, no, you would never get this mortgage. But I understand where your logic is. And I really am a big believer that sometimes you have to do like radical things. You just are going to really have to hustle with the, with the, you're going to, you are going to have to be very mindful of like what you're spending, what is coming oh, in to, yeah. to make it work. Yeah. And if you're willing to sacrifice everything, I am a big believer that if people put their heads down and make a decision, you can make it work. Yeah. Understanding the risk that if you don't make your mortgage, it's not going to go well. Right. Like it's very yeah. bad. Yeah. Okay. So
1: it's 9,000. Yeah. It's 9,000. You know so it's 9,000. It seems like it's going to be my, like the worst case scenario income and my mortgage is going to be 6,000. So that means I have, 3,000 to live with which is 1,500 minus of what I'm living with nowadays mm-hmm. okay and even less because I feel like everybody's saying to me if you're estimating acts estimate three yeah, acts. more three X. Yeah. yeah
2: it's kind of a bummer you're going part-time on your job because with your job it would be tight but then like all the extra money from rent
1: would be like covering everything yeah yeah but maybe, I don't know, I w- that's like my plan. I'm starting to look into other part-times too, you know? So, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that I can get like extra work. Just, I don't know. You wait for I don't care,
2: you know? like Yeah, no, that's, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like you just have to like, no ego. Right. Like, you just have to do whatever you have to do to make this work. And yeah. then if you can sell this for an appreciated amount, I mean, to make $200,000 in three years, that's no tax. And then, as you said, if you want to go and buy upstate, then you could even say... You could do another FHA, put 3.5 down again,
0: mm-hmm. and now
2: you have put a lot of money away, or you can put a higher down payment down. Um, I'm like, this is like a movie. I want to like... <laughs> I want it to work, I but I'm also slightly scared. <laughs> I'm also slightly scared. Me too. But definitely. but I do, I do think you have the right attitude. I think that sometimes I make judgment calls, like, like not to judge the person, but there are certain people that say they will make a sacrifice and then actually like can't stomach it, mm-hmm. which is not who I am. So I have a hard time with that. I'm like, what do you mean? Like I've taken on waitressing jobs. I've rented out the, the bedroom of my apartment and slept on the couch. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. But yeah, well, because I think it's just like you can't not pay your bills. Like I had an eviction notice from my apartment because I was I didn't pay my rent on time. And I was like, well, this isn't i can't breathe and so i had a friend of mine who was living in staten island at the time and she was saving money to buy a home i was like i have a great idea why don't you rent my apartment it's right by the office you're commuting an hour to work i can't afford my apartment and i don't want to give it up because i should be able to afford my apartment soon just not today and so she rented my apartment and i come back on the weekends and sleep on the couch crazy crazy and some people won't do those things and it sucked but it like leapfrogged me financially by taking that step back to buy a business, but it was very expensive and I'm running into the same issue that you got, right? You are like running the numbers, you're like, not working out, but I know I can make it happen, right? And so conceptual, you know, regular advice is like, don't do it, but there are a certain, there's a certain type of person who says, I don't care how I have to make this work, I'm going to figure it out. I don't care if I have to bartend or waitress, I am going to do whatever it takes, including I will take a yeah. 22-year-old roommate at 38-year-olds. I do not care. I'm going to do whatever it is to change my future. And you strike me as that type of person. Yay, future rich. <laughs> yes, future rich. Because not everyone is. A lot of people say they're going to make a sacrifice. And then it's just like, I'm not seeing sacrifice. So okay. I do think you could do it. I just think it's it's going to be, you have to remember, it's going to be a journey but it's not a, you're not at the destination so all of it will be temporary so if okay. you have to take and also i always try to look at like the like waiting tables like it wasn't like on my wasn't like i'm going to graduate college go work on wall street and then i'm going to work at a very high end hamburger store and sell <laughs> 18, 18 hamburgers like i wasn't like this seems like that makes total sense right no it doesn't make sense that you leave a very big career to go yeah sell hamburgers exactly. I, but it was fun. I met a lot of really great people. Yeah, and you know, whatever—that's life. So, yeah. I think that stuff is worth it. I think that if you're willing to make the sacrifices, like this is this will be a very big lifestyle change. I can absolutely work as, and I just think it's important you know that the risk is you have there is no option for you to not make it work if you don't pay the yeah, mortgage. Exactly. it's so bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I have to. Okay. With well, you. yeah, I'm going to be rooting for you. Thank you so much, Barbara. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know the end of the movie. Yeah, let me know. No, I'm like very, well, I'll be rooting for you. If anyone needs a roommate
2: in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna send them know. your way. Okay. <laughs> okay, so just promise me you're gonna check the taxes. Yeah, I'll do that. I'm gonna okay. call my
1: lender right now.
2: Okay. Uh, but I'm excited for you. And then you can come live upstate with me. Yay. Sounds perfect. <laughs> okay. All right. You have a great rest of your day and you. I Thank wish you, you the best, so the best of luck. Thank you. I
1: appreciate it taking the time. Thank you. Bye.
2: All right. Bye. Time for our disclaimer. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance references are historical and do not guarantee future results. Make sure that you consult with your own legal, tax, and or financial advisor before making any decisions.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time.